0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Important Not Important. My name is Quinn Emmett. Uh, I hope you're all safe and sound out there. Um, This is the latest in our Do Better Better series of essays. They're crafted to help you think more clearly about the future today. Um, From now on, uh, these guys should be dropping right after the actual newsletter uh, the actual essay itself is published in our newsletter and on our website. Um, so you'll be able to get those in a slightly more timely fashion. Thank you for uh, listening to all these, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this these back episodes. If you are new uh, to our community, these essays uh, complement the audio version of our weekly newsletter that drops on Fridays, read by Brian. And, of course, our critically acclaimed conversations with uh, diverse, interdisciplinary humans, scientists, farmers, CEOs, activists, journalists, uh, doctors, you name it, all working on the front lines of the future. Um, If you are new to those, you can go to importantnotimportant.com slash podcast and check out our most popular ones. Uh, They're listed right there. You can also search by category or uh, guest. Super easy. No matter what, we are grateful to have you as part of our community, and uh, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, we're all working on these uh, incredibly big, incredibly complex problems and opportunities. Yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Two exciting uh, quick reminders, also exciting, less exciting, but you know, necessary. You can get all this stuff, again, these essays, our newsletter, and more. Check out some gear right at importantnotimportant.com. Um, you can also send us feedback at questions at importantnotimportant.com. Uh, just uh, open up your voice recorder, send us a voice memo, uh, question or feedback, whatever you got, and maybe we'll use it in a future episode. Okay. Uh, today is Do Better Better number 12. It's called 20% for the Future. This was originally published on December 14th, 2020. If you're lucky enough to be someone who's been able to work from home this year, even if you've had hungry, unbathed children popping in and out of your business Zooms, if Seesaw has you begging for mercy, or on the other hand, if you've felt a pervasive loneliness being separated for months from coworkers and friends, you've all probably noticed the talk about how the workplace as we know it is somewhat up for grabs. And everything is theoretically on the table. How we work, when we work, how much we work, for whom we work, where we work, from the country down to the city, down to the type of home stand-up desk recommended on Wirecutter, which, spoiler alert, is already sold out. Now, I'm not going to explore every element of standard American workplace culture that should be tossed right out the window, but I do want to consider how we can best make use of any extra time that hardworking folks are finding themselves with in a world with no white-collar commutes, no coffee meetings, no getting to the office early and staying late just because your boss does. And I want to marry that opportunity with the main theme of important, not important, and thus do better, better which is to answer the question, what can I do? If you are someone who works for yourself, or especially someone who works for, or even better, runs or owns a business of any size, one of the things you can do is to formalize paying employees to spend 20% of their work hours on volunteer work. And I'm calling this 20% for the future. You're saying in a traditional five-day work week, 20% is a hefty chunk. It's one entire workday, in fact. And that, my friends, is the idea. I first raised money for and volunteered with a cancer research nonprofit 12 years ago. I used Facebook to connect with potential donors. This was a fairly novel move at the time. It was efficient. It was effective. Facebook hadn't broken the world yet. And flash forward, and we're being pulled in a million directions every day. Donate here. Make calls there. Cook or serve meals somewhere else. It's easy to feel overwhelmed. And it's easy to be ineffective with our time and money. But formalizing these hours of giving, setting clear expectations upon hiring, building internal tools and networks to support employee efforts, defending against inevitable project encroachment, building incentives for participation, all of these can help preserve and focus on employees' energy. In my conversation with uh, Professor Rebecca Henderson at Harvard, we discussed reimagining capitalism in a time of COVID and the climate crisis, during massive civil and voting rights unrest, and conversely, when a green revolution is upon us, the greatest rebuilding opportunity in history for our economies, for our societies. And it's right there, it's waiting for us to make our first move. Reimagining capitalism includes such global endeavors as standardized, mandatory ESG-type reporting. But it also means you, the boss, exploring these issues internally on a human-by-human level it means not only hiring diverse young people who probably carry enormous student debt, not only hiring newly retrained mid-career people, but also instituting a culture of practical empathy. Saying, what do you care about? And how can I help? A radical reinvention of society and how we use our resources requires a radical new commitment to how we utilize our time and workforce. And hiring diverse workers from a huge variety of backgrounds means getting comfortable listening to and learning from perspectives and values you aren't familiar with. Let's revisit the question, what can I do? And let's break it down a little further. Some people emphasize the what or the do in what can I do? They're looking for a practical answer. And some people emphasize the can. Same question, a little more desperate. What can I do? Some folks emphasize the I. What can I do? I.e., how can I, singular, possibly make a dent in something as large as climate change? And now, the simplest answer, if you've been doing this long enough, the simplest answer to all of these variations on what can I do is often, what can you do? The implication being, well, what do you have to offer? Skills? Time? Money? Influence, what do you bring to the table? And that's our foot in the door for those of us that are trying to build these bigger movements. But now we have to find a way to actually enable them to do it. Because any way you slice it, finding the time to do what you do best in a world on fire is exhausting just to think about. Most of us aren't even putting on real pants anymore. So we have to build an infrastructure to support this endeavor. And that goes beyond simply buying a corporate license to Calm or Headspace. To be clear, I use Headspace every day. And there are wonderful organizations that exist to support these ideas on a company level. Think about 1% for the Planet, or... Stripe's awesome new tool to automatically donate a percentage of sales to reputable carbon capture projects. Two clicks, impact made. Simply understood, simply executed. This is a start. We have to do the hard work, too. Acknowledging the vast amount of work we have to do as a society means developing not only a mindset of stoicism, And philanthropy, but also practical tools to leverage an employee's values and the skills they bring to your workforce every day. It means taking a lesson from the Coinbase and Google fiascos and going in the opposite direction, saying, We are a company that dedicates 20% of our time to bettering society and a company who supports our employees as needed, in doing so most effectively. Inquire within. And then, the important part, actually doing that. Requiring employees to spend 20% of their hours on values-driven work outside of your organization means not only setting this expectation, modeling the work, creating a culture of sharing and pride, and recommitting to the system when times get busy, but also actually helping. Helping employees set up a local chapter of Black Girls Code. Supporting employee use of company technology to design marketing materials for Sunrise or Mom's Clean Air Force. Designing affordable housing units. Litigating with the EDF or NRDC. Cooking with World Central Kitchen. Running for part-time local office. Building data models for Swing Left or Give Directly. Data for Progress or Alex's Lemonade Stand. Marching with the Poor People's Campaign. Or fundraising and riding with Cycle for Survival organizing to support the Kigali Amendment, delivering perishable food with Food Forward, operating polling stations, lobbying and working with local officials to update building codes for 100% electrification, to ban natural gas installations, and to develop subsidies for low-income housing retrofits. These are projects that require time and energy and focus. If you've already hired the best people, then you know they're capable of so much more than you can ask of them. And now, mid-COVID and after, employees will have more power than ever. Are you ready to pay for star employees who refuse to come to an office, or live in a big city, or even the same country? Star employees who demand equity based on performance? Can they trust you to support them? Do you have the vision to lead on this? The management skills to organize it? A flexible, real incentive to drive uptake? And the resources to make sure your work is still getting done? Your employees have chosen you. And now it's your turn to trust them to get their work done and to also improve the world around us. And we've talked about it before. Individual actions alone won't get us to a radically new world. This is not your fault. But we do need to recognize what we can do. We need to recognize privilege where we can. A new workplace revolution Harnessing 20% of our most productive hours and our most valuable skills for a better world would be a hell of a jumpstart to get us there. Thank you. Okay, guys, last thing before we go, uh, before the new year, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, a rating, five stars right there would be awesome. A review would be incredible. Uh, Would support our community big time. Same thing for something like Overcast. Just tap that star button takes one second. Uh, we would love if you joined our community, if you subscribe to these episodes and all the rest of our conversations right there, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can tell a friend. Um, if you had feedback on 20% for the future, you can send it to us at questions at importantnotimportant.com. This is an open source thing we're excited to develop. We need voices. We need uh, opinions. We need knowledge. We need skills. So uh, really excited to get this thing underway. You'll find plenty more awesome tools, um, some super dope merch, all kinds of fun stuff at our newsletter and uh, on our website at importantnotimportant.com. Thank you, everybody. Stay strong. Have a good night. Have a great January 1st, and uh, we'll see you on the other side.